Welcome to Magic School, where you'll learn how to level up every aspect of your life and make your everyday magical, one step at a time, with magic that works. Woo! What's up, witches? Welcome to Magic School. I am your host, Vervain, and I make magic every single day. Fakite magiam quotidien, am I right? Anyhow, um, today's episode of Magic School, episode number 12, thank you very much. It's very exciting to be not just in the double digits, but, you know, working our way up. It's just very exciting to me. Like, sticking with things for a long time is hard for me, so every additional episode that we do <laughs> is a victory for me, and I'm sure that you guys understand that, so thank you for being here. Um, so I do a lot of things, but today what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be doing some, I guess you could say some divinatory coaching for myself. And, uh, I thought you guys would appreciate this. It's, um, it's, a. am going to actually split this. I did a reading for myself and I'm going to split it up into two episodes. And there's some cool things about this reading. Um, one of them is so they came from it came from a, a workshop that my friend Sam is hosting with our friend Jennifer and uh, Sam's one of the boss which is an oil coven and Jennifer is also in the moon babes um, which is like our sister circle uh, so a bunch of cool people and it's they're hosting this workshop about supporting our mind body and spirit so like rather than I think the idea behind it was like what if instead of pushing people or like rallying people to move towards our goals, like what if we offered support for our whole selves? Like what are what are some resources that we can point people towards to offer support for their body, for their mind, for their spirit? And that was kind of the the seed that formed this this beautiful little workshop that I believe they're working on a way that you'll be able to get it delivered by text and that you can like sign up for it yourself. They hosted this class on Facebook, um, but I think they're going to be offering it like long term as like a text campaign. And it was really, really good to be a part of. And the first part of it was this reading. So just a little preview into like just how much good stuff is buried in this class. Um, this this reading was really, really powerful for me. So I actually started recording the reading because I, I just needed to like take notes and talking is faster than writing. And I wanted to make sure that I had like, a, I just wanted to process this out loud, you know? And then as I was talking, I kind of started to realize, you know, this might be something that would really benefit a lot of you to hear because I think when I'm doing a reading like this and processing it out loud, you know, not only am I like looking into what are my own challenges, and I do believe that probably a lot of you will be relating to a lot of the challenges that I'm, that I face and, and a lot of the, you know, wisdom that the cards passed on to me um, today or it was yesterday and today I've kind of well whatever you know over the last couple of days it took me a while to do this reading because <laughs> I, I went very deep with it um and I worked with a deck called the muse tarot by Chris Ann um 
I don't know if she uses a last name in her work. I always see her as Chris Ann and she's Pixie Curio on Instagram. But themusetarot.com is where you can see this deck. It's now offered by Hay House. Uh, but her website, go to her website. It's great. Um, and I will post some pictures in the blog post with this uh, episode as well. So if you're wanting to like follow along visually, you'll be able to find the pictures of the reading in the blog post on welcometomagicschool.com. But yeah, I think that not only will a lot of you probably relate to the lessons that came up in this reading, but a lot of other stuff comes up that's that's very magic related. And I just think there's a lot that comes up in the discussion and analysis of this reading that could be of benefit to a lot of you. And also, I think some of you could probably would you have told me in the past that you were interested in seeing how I do readings for myself and so I wanted to share that with you and I know that I did just share that with you in my wheel of the year or like year ahead reading episode but this reading came up for me and I felt called to record it and the further that I got into the recording the more compelled I felt to share it with you so here I am. I am going to split it up into two parts because it did end up being over two hours and my, I just, you know, I want to respect your time and I want to respect my time and I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a good decision. Um, as far as homework review, because we usually do over go over, we usually do go over last week's homework before we move into today's content. Um, but you know, it's a new year. No one, we don't need to go over homework. Your homework was to get clear on your intention, right? And so I, I am going to assign you more homework, which is to do this spread for yourself, which is, it'll become clear as you're um, listening what that is. And you can also look at the picture on the blog post, but it's basically like mind, body, spirit across the top. And then like, there's just like a position for each of those. And then there's also a, so there's like a row for just mind, body, spirit. And then there's a row for like the problem or the challenge. And then a row for like the action that you can take or the solution, um, like the, the prescribed action. So it's like a three by three. And I definitely had some extra cards fall out. So you'll notice that in the pictures and you'll hear about that in the thing. But I just want to say I, I'm inviting you for your homework assignment today to do this reading for yourself. And I suspect that if you're not – so your homework last week was to get really clear on your intention. And we talked about our big picture vision and our current primary goals and, like, what are those? How do those fit together? Why is it so important to get it right? And I suspect that if you are still having any sort of, like, doubt or lack of clarity on that – that doing a reading like the one in this episode will really help you to get more clarity on where you're going. I feel like I have a lot more clear. I told you that my intention for this year can be best summed up in the word freedom. Um, and also that I've like chosen to embody the Empress and High Priestess cards this year. And I, I have a number of like more specific goals that I think I shared about with you last episode. But I, I want to, I, doing this reading, I feel like I got so much more clarity on like, what kind of freedom do I actually need to create in my life and in my head and in my, in my mind, my body and my spirit? 
what kind of freedom do I need to create for myself in order to manifest the kind of freedom that I envision? And a lot of that has to do with, you know, tempering my heart and my head and my actions. And um, you'll you'll hear all about it. So I don't want to waste any more of your time with intro. Um, if you do listen to this and you feel called to work with me in a divinatory context, I do offer readings. Um, I, I call myself a divinatory coach. It's just I feel like that's a better description of what I do than just tarot reader. Um, you can read all about it on my website, vervainandtheroses.com slash divinatory coaching. That'll take you right there. Um, and I'll link that in the show notes below as well if you want. And I'll even pop a little uh, coupon code in the blog post for you, actually, just in case that's something that you're interested in. Um, otherwise, you're totally invited to do this sort of spread yourself. And if you want to go deeper with the mind-body-spirit support, I'll put the information down below as soon as I get it um, for how you can sign up for this workshop yourself. So thank you so much for listening today and let's get right into it. I did record this episode as uh, voice notes on my phone with like no fancy microphone or anything. So I do apologize if the audio quality is not quite up to snuff, but I've been told that most people don't care that much. So here we go. Let's make some magic. Okay, so I'm doing this reading from this workshop that my friend Samantha is offering. And it's a three-day workshop all about kind of preparing yourself for or, or uh, g gathering support for yourself for the coming year and for all of our goals through the... I say the coming year. I mean, we're, we're 10, 11 days in, but... Um, for 2022, gathering support uh, through the lenses of body, mind, and spirit. And so it's supposed to be a nine card reading. <laughs> um, I've already had like three extra cards fall out and I'm not even halfway done. So that's, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. But I thought I would start recording um, a little bit of what happened. So while I was shuffling, before I even laid things out, um, the priestess, the high priestess popped out. And I'm using the Muse Tarot today by Chris Ann. Or, uh, she's Pixie Curio on Instagram. If you want to follow her, she's an awesome account. She's also the creator of the Sacred Creators Tarot. I, or the Light Seekers Tarot and the Sacred Creators Oracle, I think, is the names of them. Um, but this is the Muse Tarot, and it's specifically geared towards, um, like, helping you work with, work through, work with creative energy, work through creative projects, this deck is. Um, and I kind of feel like 2022 is a big creative project for me, which is why, so funny story, I actually selected intentionally, like, I chose for myself as my, like, cards to focus on this year or to embody this year, the Empress and the Priestess. And I chose those from this deck. And um, if I post this recording anywhere, maybe I'll post pictures. But 
the card, so the card that fell out, so I had chosen the priestess and the empress as my cards of the year to live into. And then as I was shuffling before I even was going to pull any specific card, the priestess popped out. So I kind of put her at the top here and have her guiding me. And I'm taking that as like, I like my intuition and like listening to spirit and tapping into magic and source is going to be actually really important this year. And I haven't really been thinking that much about Welcome to Magic School and the role that that's going to play in this year. Um, I've kind of just been like, that's a thing. I've already started that. Like, that's going to keep going. It's good. And I haven't put a whole lot of intentional thought into like where I want that to go. But the thought has been popping up for me a few times that Welcome to Magic School is a vehicle for me to share with you what I've learned from a place of experience, but I think I can see it transforming into also a vehicle for me to share with you what I am learning as I am experiencing it. And that's part of why I felt called to record this as audio instead of to, you know, write it down or journal is because, well, one, it's just like faster and easier to talk. But two, I thought that it it might be helpful to share this with you all, either as a bonus episode or something, because I think it is really interesting to discuss and to to look over and to notice um other people's relationships to the cards and how what we see in the cards plays out in our life over time and so this is you know this is kind of a a journal entry for me to chronicle what I'm seeing in these cards today and to come back to um not just myself, but to to come back to, you know, whoever is listening to this and following my journey throughout the year and following Welcome to Magic School throughout the year or any of my various other creative projects. I have a lot of music to make this year. Um, Oil Coven has a lot of growth to do this year. I have a lot of growth to do in the context of Oil Coven this year is really what I meant. Well, those are both true. I think those are both true. And um, I'm really excited about all of it. So the High Priestess, I'm... I'll say more about that because I also just drew the hermit and that was where I was like, I need to talk about this. Um, so we've got, I've got three columns here, uh, for body, mind, and spirit, and then three rows. So the top row is just like, what do I need to know in the realm of my body for this year? You know, what do I need to know in the realm of my mind for this spirit or for this year? (laughs) Um, et cetera, et cetera. And then the second row is like a problem or a challenge that I'll be facing in that area this year or that I'm already (laughs) facing. (laughs) And then the third row is like the action required or suggested. And I'll post a picture of this whole thing if I I end up posting this audio. Um, So for body, I asked, what do I need to know? And like I said, I had just drawn the high priestess. The high priestess had just popped out. And I was shuffling for body, what do I need to know? And two cards popped out at once. And one of them was the Empress. So first off, I just thought it was really interesting that the two cards that I intentionally picked for my cards of the year to embody this year are the first two cards that popped out while shuffling this deck for this reading. And this is the first reading that I've done actually this year. Um, 
in fact, actually, the last reading that I did, I think, was the Wheel of the Year, uh, the Year Ahead Spread that I did. The last reading that I did for myself was the Year Ahead Spread that I did on the podcast. So, yeah, and that's been really interesting to follow along with that because I did, I drew the the Ten of Cups and Othala for Capricorn season, and I have been going hard on getting my home in order. I spent New Year's Eve and the first couple days of the new year um, decluttering and tidying my office space, my space where I usually record my podcast and um, the space that's supposed to be my, like my apothecary space and my witchcrafting space. Um, and that feels really good. It's not done, but the, I moved a lot of energy up there. I moved a lot of stuff. I remo- removed a lot of stuff. Um, and it feels... I won't go so far as to say that it feels good up there, but certainly, like, in comparison to how it's felt, it feels so much better. Like, you can actually breathe, you can actually move in at least a few directions. (laughs) Um, And Othala especially is, right, is about, like, the body and the home and sacred space and boundaries and containers and, like, what 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 is our inner world and what's our outer world and it's it's kind of focusing on that inner world and it's all it's our body also because it's it's also that which is inherited and we inherit our body from our ancestors much like people used to inherit land from their ancestors and i suppose some people still do that's cool um <laughs> awesome uh <laughs> and Let's see. So yes, your body is something that you inherit from your ancestors. And, you know, many of our skills, much of our psychology is also things that we inherit, whether we inherit it genetically, which I think is the case for some of it, or behaviorally through nurture, um, which I think is is also the case for some of it. You know, it's a combination of nature and nurture of genetics and experience, Um, lived experience. Yes. So, um, yes, enough about Othala. And and the Ten of Cups, of course, is also about, like, being really present in the joy that surrounds you. And I have really been settling into the realization of just how much abundance I actually have created for myself. I know I just talked about this in my episode on intention, but I have, I mean, like the, the realization that I am in fact already surrounded by more abundance than I know what to do with when all this time I've been trying to manifest abundance so hard and feeling like I was failing or not, not working hard enough or like not doing the right thing or like there must be something wrong with my mindset. And it's really funny because of course there was something wrong with my mindset, but there was nothing wrong with my magic. I was 100% manifesting abundance and I'm sitting surrounded by it right now and it's beautiful and I'm immensely grateful for it. So I very much have been spending Capricorn season settling into the abundance and the love and the joy that already exists in my world around me, as well as um, Othala, like really attuning to my body, really taking care of my body. Um, I'm, yeah, I've been, you know, making a point to rest when I'm tired, to 
move when I'm stiff, to drink when I'm thirsty, to eat when I'm hungry. And I've actually been, this has been really powerful. So my word of the year is freedom. And I've known from the very beginning that my, one of my biggest struggles with freedom is going to be, or is, or has been, um, (laughs) um, being present in my body because so much of why I have created this, like, I'm, I'm, I've created this elaborate cage for myself, this beautiful, elaborate gilded cage for myself. Um, and I'm like, trapped by all of the things that I own and by all of the chaos that has been in my home and by all of my fears around not being able to support myself and by all of my, you know, fears and insecurities about not being good enough or not having enough value to offer. Um, but a, a big part of it is be, is my body as well. Um, I, I do not feel free in my body. My body, I feel much older than I am. I'm 29. Um, but I'm stiff. I'm overweight. I'm, I've lost a lot of flexibility. You know, I have, I deal with a, a decent amount of like back pain and just, all sorts of things that like no 29 year old should be dealing with. Um, when, and it's like, it's entirely my fault. You know, I don't have like some debilitating illness or whatever. I'm just, I just live in my head instead of in my body. And I am autistic and probably ADHD and Lord knows, but, um, I, I have always lived in my head and I quite like it in my head. It's very pleasant in my head and it's very exciting in my head. You know, all of my ideas live there. They all happen there. Um, so many, you know, so many exciting, fun, creative, philosophical things happen in my head and I love it there. But when I am living in my head, I'm not being present in my body. And so it's very easy to ignore the growing chaos and the growing the mounting issues in my body and in the world around me. You know, I don't even, when I'm living in my head, I don't even notice like the mess in my room because I'm not there. I'm in my head. I'm not in the room, you know, like my body's in the room, but I'm not in my body. I'm in my head. So that's part of why I chose the Empress is because I feel like the Empress is very, in touch with her body and very loving towards her own body and towards others that she, you know, she's, she's a nurturer of both herself and others. And I want to, I choose to embody that this year while caring for myself. And so to draw that as the first of my two cards for body, um, cause it fell out at the same time as the page of voices. And I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but yeah, so to draw the the priestess and the empress there is is interesting. And then to draw the empress as like, what do I need to know about my body? That to me is a big call of like, you need to be present in your body. You need to be present in your body. You need to love your body. You need to care for your body. You need to take care of your body. That's the energy that you need to 
embody. And I need to embody my body. I need to live embodied, I guess, is how you say that. Um, yeah, so that. <laughs> and the other one that I drew for just like, what do I need to know about my body is the page of voices. And I want to read you just like little, little clips of this, um, of, of, from, from the book by Chris Ann, uh, how does it all work? Where are we headed? What is the nature of nature? With a million questions and answers, she gobbles up all the things and the research and the books and the ideas. Uh, she intuits and intellects. She thinks her way into existence. She's always learning new ways to move and to dream and to be. Um, sometimes she has so much in and on her mind that there's a frenetic energy around her. The storm comes, the wind whips. She's so absorbed in her thoughts that she misses the fact that there's another mountain beside her that needs to sleep. And, and this is like, this is the, the heart of my neurodivergence, right? Is like, I'm either, uh, the ideas, the thoughts come so fast that I don't know how to approach, um, realizing them like manifesting them into reality because there's there's so many thoughts so many ideas and they just come one after another after another after another after another and it's like I mean like <laughs> I still have like concepts for for like <laughs> fantastical mini golf courses like these are the sorts of like what are you going to do with an idea like that like not let it go, apparently, <laughs> but it's also not like I'm going to, like, start gathering investors for my mini golf course. Like, I'm still trying to figure out how to, like, not work at Starbucks, okay? Um, <laughs> and so, I don't know, in this page of voices, I very much see, like, my ADD self and and just, like, all of that. Um, and and I feel like that that is that's really relevant to this question of the body, right? Is it's, like, she is someone who's living in her head and the picture is this woman and she's got like three figures like dancing around her head, but it's all, it's all in her head, you know? And, um, it's time for me to calm down. And by calm down, I mean, I'm allowed to have all of these ideas, but it's time for me to pick and choose very intentionally which ideas need to just be notated for later when my mini golf investors come around or, or you know, <laughs> and which ideas need to be invested in now. You know, which ideas are worth me sacrificing my time and energy now in 2022. And that comes through in these next two cards because for the problem I got the page of inspiration so I think it's very and I think the page of voices really like the empress and the page of voices are kind of answering the question of like approach and problem like the, the empress is the approach and the page of voices is the problem right but it's it's also like the page of voices it's not a problem it's a gift but the problem is that I haven't yet mastered the practice of prioritizing, the practice of prioritization, of saying, okay, we have these 1,000 ideas, and these are the three ideas that we're going to put time and energy into right now. 
and the rest we're going to table. And we're going to keep, you know, little note documents of, of all of these other ideas so that we don't have to fear losing them. But we're not going to put time and energy into that right now. Like, I can't even tell you. I had recently, like, this whole idea for, like, a whole fantasy series of novels come to me. And I've just been, like, I, I've spent a couple nights, like, up till 4 a.m. Not this week. This is a couple weeks ago. But, like, a couple nights, like, up till 4 a.m. just writing out, um, like, plot ideas and character development and, like, thousands of words on this, this series that I have this idea for. But it's, like, and it's, like, it's important to me to have a space to write these ideas, but you are not going to see me setting aside, um, intentional time in 2022 to, like, write my novel. It's not going to happen this year. And that's fine. I'm at peace with that. Um, and I also believe in creative procrastination, which is the practice of, like, letting an idea marinate in the background for a long time while you, like, pick up other bits and baubles of inspiration and ideas and kind of synergize things in your head in the background before actually approaching the project. And I do believe that this is the sort of thing that would benefit from me taking a couple years to like synthesize it in my head and feel it out before you know sitting down to paper plus I have other projects that are just higher priority to me right now like my music and oil coven and my podcast and having a child which is that's the other reason that I picked the empress I don't intend necessarily to have a child this year although if I am ahead of schedule on my goals that would be really cool well not to have one probably, but to at least start trying to conceive. But like this year, the purpose of the freedom that I am creating is I want to feel free to have a child and raise the child the way that feels right to me. And right now I, I talked about this in my intention episode, but like right now I don't feel like I have that freedom. And it's, I think that's something that I can change. And I think that if I am intentional with my body and with my time and energy this year that I can reach the end of the year in a really good position to start actually trying to conceive. Um, cause right now there's just like a lot of fear and, and feelings of entrapment around that. Like, like, do I want to, do I want to try to get pregnant when my body is feeling like old and tired already? Like, I know that a pregnancy takes a toll on the body. Am I ready for that? No, not really. Am I financially ready for that? No, not really. Do I want to carry a child while I'm working at Starbucks? No, not really. So I'm working on creating that freedom, financial freedom, job freedom, time freedom, freedom in my body freedom of mind and spirit, you know, all of those things. Um, and, and so that's the empress I'm like nesting this year really is like, let's, let's create the world and the body and the life that feels really good to invite a child into. And so, okay. So on the body, I, then I drew the page of inspiration and it's got this beautiful image of this like rainbow cloud and this woman with rainbow hair where, like, half of her hair is, like, touching the cloud, like, reaching up and touching the cloud. And the other half is coming down, like, almost but not quite touching the ground. And the description for this card talks about, like, 
which is it's very much the energy of pages, right? The page of voices, the page of inspiration. These are very, um, I believe inspiration is like wands, fire, and then voices is like swords, uh, air. Um, but I think it's also, it, it just makes a lot of sense the way it's set up in this muse tarot to be voices and inspiration. And then we'll see what we draw later, but, um, earth pentacles is materials in here and then cups or water is emotions. So, um, or feel, I think it's emotions or maybe it's feelings. I think it's emotions. Um, so this having these two pages, right? That's the energy of like enthusiasm and new beginnings and not having a clue what the fuck it all means and what you're actually committing to. <laughs> and so this page of inspiration, again, it's it very similar to the page of voices. It's talking about like, I have a million and one ideas, but like, don't ask me to do anything with them because it's not going to happen. I can be the generator of the ideas, but I cannot be the manifester into reality of those ideas but I don't I don't believe that about myself um as like a a law of who I am or like a, a um a fixed characteristic of my personhood you know I don't believe that I am incapable of realizing my ideas I, I know that I'm capable of realizing my ideas I've written two books and launched a podcast and manifested, you know, created oil coven from the ground up and so many paintings and so many songs, you know, like I, I know that I can manifest my ideas into reality. I just have to consciously choose to set aside the time and the energy to focus on individual projects, right? And that's what sacrifice now these need sacrifice now these is about right one of the things it's about is about like narrowing down what's the priority what needs to get done now what's so important to me that I will actually sacrifice time and energy and resources to realizing it to making it real that's how I'm using the word realize here I don't know I feel like I never really heard that usage of the word realize until I got into magic um, but I love it you know, to realize something, to make it real. And, and when you realize, when you like have a realization in your mind, it's, it's like, oh, that, that piece of information has suddenly like become real in my mind. It's a, it's a different sort of realization, but it, it's the same thing. It's a different layer of reality. Um, but realizing these things into physical mundane reality, mundane, is there such a thing as mundane reality? <sighs> And, um, yes, so the page, well, let's see, it's a, certainly there's an aspect, there's a, um, what's the word, a, uh, yeah, something I would like to share with you from here. Oh, yeah, do, uh, she'll be the first to tell you that she's an awesome creative thinker, and then she will add, don't ask me to do anything else, but I will gift you a reason, a why, a way, a light at the end of the tunnel, but it is not my zone of genius to make the thing a reality. That is your job. But I'm reading that as, like, the page of inspiration is telling me that that's my job, you know, and it is my job. And that's, you know, this is the problem. The ideas are given to me by spirit. I really believe that Ansu's is like the breath that flows through me, the magic that flows through me. Inspiration is not something that I can, that we as humans can control. You know, we can, we can open ourselves to it. We can create environments and states of being in our mind and body that open ourselves to be 
more receptive to inspiration and we can introduce ourselves to new stimuli that may provide inspiration, but we are not the masters of inspiration. Inspiration comes or it doesn't. It's a gift from God. It's a gift from spirit. And that's the work that spirit will do for me. Spirit will give me the ideas. Those are a gift. But the work, the action, I drew temperance. Maybe you can see where this is going. The action of realizing that inspiration, manifesting that inspiration into reality, that's my work. That's my job. That's my quote unquote problem, right? And then for action, I drew temperance. And I, I'll read you a little clip from this one as well. Um, seek the middle path of moderation and flow with the energies all around you. Um, here. Oh, here. This is, this is, so she has, she's got these, this book is so beautiful. Um, and I think you can still order it through, it was like a published print on demand, um, company, but also like all of the poems and meditations and even like, there's like audio tracks that she made for the different cards and the different suits. There's like an audio track for every major arcana card and an audio track for every suit. And you can go to her website, um, what is it? TheMuseTarot.com and find those there. And oh my God, how beneficial. So I'll be listening to some of those. But this is the poem that she wrote for Temperance. Hello, middle pillar. I walk this path, Malkuth, and I am stable. With a transformation of consciousness, I am the divine weaver of duality. I hold you, I am essence, and our evolution of becoming is rooted in the mixing of our polarities, both together in equal measure. And as I blend and moderate, the veil creates an energetic boundary of perfect harmony. And for me, this primary moderation, this main thing that we're seeking balance between is the, the spiritual, ethereal, intellectual, um versus the material, right? Um, and where's here? They needed this balance and mal Yes. Okay. Um, she's a mosaic of parts and she melts it all together in a way that spins the best of the best of the best into one. Um, the gods took equal parts fast and slow, equal parts language and music, equal parts material and spiritual, and equal parts she and he, all the things in equal measure, and they mixed them in their lotus cauldron as they stirred to life the muse of temperance. And I love, there's like a path working visualization here too. Um, visualize your middle path of moderation ahead of you. What are the things that are too much or too little in your life? Arrange them ahead of you so that you find the right balance as you walk the path towards your goal. Ask the temperance angel of temperance to guide you. So I'm like, and I, I was already kind of like visualizing this in my head before I even read that, that like, I can, I can see what I tend to do with my particular brand of neurodivergence is I get really excited about something. I go, all in. And I mean, I go hard all in. Like I thrust my body, my mind, my heart, my spirit completely into whatever is this one thing. And then I burn out. <laughs> and then if it didn't get done in the time between when I got really inspired and when I burned out, I get 
depressed and stop trying and forget about it until I get inspired by something else or sometimes by that same thing again and then I move on to the next thing and that is not what we need to be doing (laughs) you know um and I can I can see that possibility of burnout on the path ahead of me especially with when I look at my my body and you know I've been doing yoga and I've been playing Beat Saber for Beat Saber for like actual um cardio and getting my heart rate up and you know moving fast and burning calories and stuff and that is so fun but it also you know it requires energy it requires intention and commitment and dedication and my tendency is to want to be like okay I have to do this every single day and if I don't I'm a failure (laughs) or like okay these are the if I want to be healthy at all these are the 25 things that I need to make sure I do every single day I need to drink eight cups of water I need to take my ningxia I need to take five different supplements I need to eat all my vegetables I need to stay under my calorie limit I need to do my yoga I need to play my beat saber I need to take a shower I need to brush my teeth I need to do all like every single thing and I'll it's my god that's overwhelming. I can do that um, for like a week and it's like a full-time job and nothing else happens. And so the I feel like what I'm being asked to do, to commit to here, is not to all or nothing it, um, which my previous approach to this which has not worked has been okay we gotta avoid the burnout or the all or nothing like the the nothing end of the all or nothing so we're just gonna do the all and we're gonna keep doing the all and no matter what we're gonna keep doing the all of course I burn out right (laughs) you know it's always maybe this time um no (laughs) this time is different but it's gonna be different because I'm gonna be gentle with myself and if it gets to be past my bedtime and I haven't done all the things I'm gonna have grace with myself and I'm gonna say okay we didn't get this done today but that means it's really important to do it tomorrow and you know, okay, you you didn't exercise three times this week, you exercised two times this week. Well, that's a hell of a lot better than getting burnt out and exercising no times. Like, it's a lot better. And so that's the, it's definitely, this whole temperance thing, it's definitely going to be a journey for me. And I think, I think I had, I don't know if I had actually pulled temperance, but the idea of temperance had come up for me a couple months ago when I was first starting this podcast, because I was coming back to the realization that, like, I have in the past very much ping-ponged between the spiritual and the material aspects of my life, between either, like, diving really deep into magic and doing lots of readings and talking to God a lot and, like, not really taking any action in the material and then ping-ponging from that into, like, okay, now I'm going to take all the action, I'm going to do all the things... Uh, and I'm going to forget that my altar exists. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to God for six months. I'm just going to go, 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 go. And I'm going to pour all of my energy into my business. And then I'm going to wonder why I feel so disconnected. And it's like, well, maybe <laughs> there's a middle ground here. Maybe there's a middle path here, right? Where's that temperate middle road with 
the material to my left and the spiritual to my right and holding the hands of both, how can I move forward? And well, actually one way that I've been doing this is I got this planner. Um, where is it? I got this planner. It's by a brand called the magic of I that's the letter I, um, Ooh, and I forget what it stands for. I, it's not identity, is it? I gotta get this planner. Where is it? Here it is. And it's an astrological planner. Magic of incarnation. Yes. So, um, one of the cool things about this planner, I'm really new to astrology. Um, still don't know what I think of it all, but enough people that I really like seem to buy into it. And, um, that it's, it's almost at this point, it's like <laughs> choosing to ignore astrology is like choosing to be disconnected from some of the people who I love the most and who matter the most to me, like on purpose. And, like, the truth is, so many of the people who are so close to me, whether it is star-induced or self-induced, do experience the rhythms, the emotional and spiritual rhythms of the movements of the planets and luminaries throughout our... Well, I, the sun doesn't move through the solar system, but it does in astrology. <laughs> um... Anyhow, um, so I was recommended this planner, the Magic of Eye Astrological Planner, by my friend Stacy, who you've heard on this podcast, um, and my friend Abigail, who you've also heard on this podcast, and I got them, and I have been working through it, and it's, it's really cool. The first, like, 20-odd pages of it is all about, like introduction to astrology, how to use this planner, um, how to use the moon signs and elements, how to use the calendar aspectarian. There's like an optimum times life guide. This is my favorite part because I don't know shit really about astrology. So there's like each day basically depending on the transits and the aspects and the moon sign and whatever is assigned one of these optimum times or like it's like a phrase um there's like diamond mind love it up home sweet power on turns to gold goals stroke of genius psychic days shadowy deep heart explosion go with the flow and dark moon chill so those are like vi and they like explain to you like what each of those are but it's all these vibes and like every day in every month in 2022 is assigned one or two of these vibes or optimum time assignments, basically. And that has been really helping me with this whole temperance thing. This is where we're coming back to temperance. I told you it would come around. It would come full circle in the end. So because for me, to, it's it's really easy for me to want to be like, okay, <laughs> this uh, basically from now until I finish, I am working nonstop on project A. And that is the way that we burn out, my friend. And that is the way that we, not only that we burn out, but that, you know, I might actually accomplish great things with Project A, but while I'm doing that, 
the tendency or the pattern has been to then like lose control of every other aspect of my life. So when I was, um, you know, when I was writing my books and in school and planning my weddings and everything, or wedding, yeah, weddings, (laughs) I did plan two weddings and I had two weddings. (laughs) Um, (laughs) pandemic times, woo! Uh, (laughs) um, when I was doing all that, like, man, that was all, that was like way too many things to be doing at once. But I was so all in on those things that, especially with, um, like school and the books, those were such intellect heavy things. They were such like sit at a computer and type all day sort of things or sit at your iPad and read your textbook all day kind of things that I did not, I literally was, like, feeling, like, the for the first time in my life, I was, like, I want to move my body, and I don't know how to find the time to do it, because I'm so behind on, like, I couldn't stay ahead on my other things enough to feel like I had time, and I know that that was, looking back now, I know that there's always time to take five minutes to stretch, you know, there's always time, unless you're, like, plane leaves in three minutes, and you gotta, you know, there's different, you know, whatever. There's exceptions to every rule, but, you know, I know looking back that it was me choosing not to make time, me feeling limited and trapped and, and feeling pressured and feeling like I didn't have time and choosing not to make the time because of my fears, um, but at the time, it felt like, I have to do this. I have to write. I have to read. I have to study. And that's all that I have time for. And I don't have time to move my body. And that was the beginning of the like serious downhill for my body, I think. And we want to avoid that this year, right? Like we want to walk a temperate path. We want to do stuff like make a podcast. We want to do stuff like record an album, but we don't want to be sitting still all day um, to get these things done. We want to moderate between the physical activity and the mental and spiritual activity. And magically also, I want to be moderating or or tempering. Yeah, I want to be walking the middle path between doing, you know, taking action in the practical, in the mundane, and sitting at my altar and meditating and making time for readings and, you know, making time for shamanic journeys and hedge witchery and, like, making time to... making time for both. Making time for taking action in the practical and making time for seeking inspiration and guidance and and taking action in the spiritual. You know, I need to be... if If I have a goal... I want to be putting practical energy and taking physical action toward that goal. And I also want to be spending time at my altar with my gods, with my energy, you know, lighting candles, visualization, visualizing, working on my mindset. You know, both of these things are important. And um, what I have found is that one, you know, doing one of those things can can be effective, but nowhere near as effective as doing both of them. And... I know this because I've done it a little bit <laughs> in the past. You know, I've had small, small periods of temperate success or uh, of small periods of success at staying temperate, at maintaining temperance, at maintaining balance 
you know, doing the doing the two of pentacles dance, doing the the juggling, the tossing back and forth, the the going back and forth between the things, and and never getting stuck on one thing. Um, and as an autistic person, also like task switching is really difficult for me. So there, there, I I know and I accept that there is an additional layer of difficulty there for me. Um, I know that task switching is something that autistic people in general have a lot of trouble with. And I know that I am one of those people. Um, but I also know that if I want to accomplish my goals, this sort of temperance, this sort of juggling, this sort of back and forth, this sort of dance with matter and energy is important, crucial to master, um, indispensable. So (laughs) that is my interpretation for the four cards that came out for body. Um, because like I said, the page of voices and the empress both came out for the main body card. And then we got the page of inspiration for the problem and the temperance and temperance for the action. So moving on to the mind column, I've only drawn for the first position in the mind column before I started to record because I drew that and I was like, I got shit to say, and I either need to write it down, which is going to take for fucking ever, or I need to say it into a microphone. And besides, maybe if I say it into a microphone, then I can share it with some people later and maybe they'll benefit from it. And I hope that you do benefit from this. I hope that you don't see this just as like, me talking about a reading for my life, but that, that this, this reading and my interpretation of it can be useful to you as a vehicle, as a, as a vehicle for me to share with you things that I have learned and things that I am learning, um, and resources that I have access to that, you know, may also be useful to you. Oh yeah. Okay. I didn't really tell you why this planner is helpful for temperance. So all of these different like moods that are assigned to the different days, that really helps me because when I look at my whole year, I know what my goals for the year are. And actually there's a space in here. I love this planner. I I really do love it. Um, even if like, even if I didn't care about the astrology stuff at all, which I'm, I, I kind of am interested you know, I, I don't like to throw anything away without examining it. And astrology has just been one of those things that for years I've just been like, that is too complicated for me to examine. So I'm not going to completely throw it away, but I also don't have time for that experiment. And I'm just, I'm finding myself surrounded by enough people that are talking about it already that it's like, I might as well dedicate just a little bit of extra time and energy to studying it independently, and I'm I'm already flooded with resources. Um, like Stacy Stacy uh, Stardust Rising on Instagram, and Abigail Earth Angel Abigail on Instagram, and also um, Victoria, who's a Venusian, I think is how you say it, Essentials on Instagram, are all like always offering. Uh, astrological insights in our oil coven discord and like on their own social media and these are people that I talk to so this is you know it's something that is coming through to me a lot anyhow astrology blah 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 blah. there's a space in the beginning of the planner for you to write your like five most important intentions for this year and so for me um I wrote it out as lose 50 pounds because I only had so much room but like 
body wellness, you know, getting in shape and definitely losing weight is part of that. Um, I don't really have my heart set on a specific number. It's more a specific feeling, but I have an idea that the feeling that I'm going for is going to be around when I hit 50 pounds down. So that's my first goal or intention. Um, my second one is to declutter, organize, tidy my entire home, um, which I made good progress on starting last year. And I am probably about a third of the way through, actually. I think that's, I think that's fair to say. Um, but I definitely still have a long way to go. And that's, that's really important to me to finish this year, because if I get that done, then I will feel like the master of my own possessions, you know? I, I want to know what's in this house and where it is and what I actually have and what I have access to, what resources I have at my command. I want to be able to command them and I want to be able to um, move house on a moment's notice, basically, and know that everything that goes into a box is something that I actually want to take with me to my next home. Um, that's really important to me. And I feel, I feel like I can't move right now. It, the idea of moving house feels really overwhelming because I'm like, why would I pack up all of this when I know that I don't want all of it and there's so much of it and it's in such chaos? So that's my second intention. My third intention I've spoken about is release six songs in an album of music. Uh, my fourth intention is to rank solid silver with Young Living. Right now we are super solid senior star, um, edging on executive. We've had a couple months at executive, um, and I'm feeling so good right now about the energy in Oil Coven. Like, all of the visions that I have been holding for what I want the space to be, what I want the energy to be when the people of Oil Coven come together to gather, that is there. That has been manifested successfully and I look at the interactions that happen like in our discord or at our moon circles on zoom every time I go and I'm just blown away with gratitude and awe and like mirth and reverence <laughs> if you'll forgive the phrase um at like one seeing like oh my god like this is what I wanted this is what I envisioned and it's real. This is a space for all of these magical misfits who are interested in anywhere from interested to obsessed <laughs> with plant magic and just like looking for more connection and more support to level up in all sorts of different ways. And, you know, to level up our wellness, our magic, our abundance, our community, all of these things we are actually doing through Oil Coven and all of the, these visions that I've been holding are made real. And so to, to see not only the vision made real, but then to also see that like when I step away for a day or two and come back, that vision has gone on being real without me. And like the other day I, I stepped away from my phone literally for like 10 minutes. And when I came back, there was this whole conversation on the discord where Stacy had who just joined Oil Coven, by the way, had, like, been talking about, um, like, teaching, like, uh, she does astrological, she does, like, chart readings, and she was talking about doing chart readings for kids, and that's, like, something that she offers is chart readings for people's kids, 
and she was talking about offering it and it just became like a couple people were interested and it just became like okay i'll make this an event i'll actually just like offer this as an event to all y'all and whoever wants to come can come so i literally walked away from my phone for like 10 15 minutes came back and stacy had just like planned an event with a couple of our other members and and like that when i think about how like all of the work that i've that we've put into like you know planning the events that i host and like the vision that i've been holding of this being something that grows and that's bigger than just me and that's bigger than just me and a few of my friends and that actually like the space itself brings people together and facilitates this sort of connection and growth and community it's so beautiful it made me literally tear up and i'm so 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 grateful for that and because of that, I've never felt more confident in the offering that Oil Coven is. Like, I have never felt more secure in my belief about the value of what it is that we offer in Oil Coven. Like, this community is real. Friends are made here. Beliefs are strengthened here. Limiting beliefs are shattered here um transformation is supported here it's it's so beautiful to watch it's so beautiful to be a part of and not just to watch and be like i have had so many transformations in myself come through because of the way that people in oil coven have shown up to support me and god what a gift so anyhow <laughs> If you want that, <laughs> that's open to you. You know, like the, the circle is open but unbroken. There is room in our circle for you. There is room in our hearts for you. There is room at the table for you. And I've, I've never been more excited to be inviting more people into this space. And as a bonus, like the way that you get in, I've talked about this before, I'll talk about it again. But like the way that you get into Oil Coven is by investing in the plant magic which is another way of saying investing in yourself investing in your own wellness or in your own magical practice in your own emotional wellness physical wellness spiritual wellness like all of these things um and it's not just oils too like young living is not just oils it's some of the best supplements ningxia has been transformative for me some of the best just like clean living products like the hand soap oh my god the hand soap is so good the laundry detergent i literally do not i'm so my skin is so sensitive and i just thought that i was getting like more autistic as i got older and that like i was just becoming more sensitive to sensation i would come home from work every day and just like rip my clothes off because i was so itchy i was so bothered just by the sensation of clothes on my body and that's what i thought it was and then I heard somebody talking about the Thieves Laundry Detergent and, like, talking about how they had had a similar experience and then switched over and the itching stopped. And I was like, whoa, are you saying it's not my autism? It's my skin sensitivity and chemicals. And I tried the Thieves Laundry Detergent and it's so powerful. You hardly need any. So it's like it's like a super concentrated thing. And I, I no longer hate clothes 
I actually really love wearing clothes. They're really comfy now again, which is great. Um, especially when you have to like see people, you know, <laughs> it's one thing to be like, I don't ever want to wear clothes again in the middle of a pandemic when you don't have to see anyone, but then like eventually you have to go back to work and put clothes on. And now I can do that. And my whole body doesn't itch. Like that is the sort of thing that it sounds so mundane. It sounds so boring, but my life has been transformed, improved, like tenfold, a hundredfold, just by having clean laundry detergent that makes my clothes not absolutely reek, like, horrible irritation on my whole body. And, you know, it sounds mundane. It's mundane. It, that That's mundane. It's not magical. But the amount of, like, the the way that feeling comfortable in my body has increased my own power to get things done, my own power to be present in the world and present in my body, that is magic. And that is, is worth so much. That is worth so, so much to me. So like there's the, there's the community, there's that, there's the, uh, that was just me talking about the things that aren't oils that I love from Young Living. But like, anyhow, so whatever, like whatever it is that you need to change in your life, there is probably an oil for that. And it will probably actually help, or that's been my experience. And if you believe that it's a placebo, then it's a really good placebo. And by the way, placebos are magic. Um, nobody knows how the placebo effect works. I, the placebo effect is completely valid as magic. That's my hot take. Um, I don't know if that's a hot take. I don't know how popular that opinion is, but I just, I feel like I see the argument a lot that like, oh, that's just a placebo effect. Like all this magic is just a placebo effect. And it's like, yeah, probably a lot of it is. And I think some of magic is not a placebo effect. And I think I know like, there are studies on it that, like, some of what oils do is definitely not a placebo effect. Um, but also, however much of it is a placebo effect, the placebo effect still works even when you know it's a placebo effect. It's so well documented, it would be stupid to ignore it and not to take advantage of it. So, there you go. My thoughts on the placebo effect. <laughs> This all started with me saying that my fourth goal for 2022 was to rank solid silver with Young Living. So the products, the community, I am so confident in. I am so happy with. I am so thrilled with. And the next step for me is to, you know, shout that offering from the mountaintops because it's too good to miss out on. And this community is going to be richer the more people are in it. And the world's going to be a better place the more people have these sort of plant magic tools to lean on. Like, I I can't even describe to you how many times every single day I lean on this plant magic for support. And maybe I'll do an episode about that coming up. But point is, um, <laughs> the offering, 
you know, shouting that offering from the mountaintops, growing Oil Coven, growing the team, offering it to more people and and creating abundance, not just for myself. Like, and when I say abundance, I really mean financial freedom because I, I got to be careful about that because I've been using the word abundance for a long time. And part of the reason that I have been using the ab- word abundance for a long time, and here's the truth, is because I am uncomfortable with the word money. I am uncomfortable with the idea of money and finances. Like, it feels spiritual and wholesome and good to want abundance, right? Because abundance is not necessarily money. It can be food and things and energy and love and also and service and all of these things that you can offer other people. And the truth is money can also be that. You can turn money into food through our economic system. I mean, the money's fake and the food's real. So there's that. But the whole system is fake, but we live in it. So it's what we got, guys. And, and, uh, yeah. So, so like money has, I got to become more comfortable with the idea of money. And it's a really big goal for me this year to rank solid silver with Young Living, because if I do that, when I do that, I can walk away from the idea of a day job with total confidence. And that is freedom. That's the freedom that I'm manifesting. Time freedom, financial freedom, freedom to live anywhere, work anywhere, go anywhere, work at any time. You know, freedom to walk away from my job to breastfeed my baby. You know, like that's that's something, that's what I'm manifesting here. So it is my goal this year to rank solid silver with Young Living. And this is what I was starting to say is that that means building not just my own financial freedom, but helping members of my team who also choose to approach this through the, you know, to to take the path of doing the business with Young Living, with Oil Coven, to help those people also create abundance and financial freedom for themselves and share this magic and this community and all of these tools for support with more people. And God, what a beautiful thing. So that is a huge goal for me this year. And I'm so excited because I know that, um, and that actually is like a, that ranking solid silver feels like a really approachable goal for me because it's just one rank up from the rank that I've hit. Um, it is a lot of growth that I would have to do, but I'm going to be very honest. Two of my leaders underneath me, one of them is also going to try and rank silver this year. Uh, sorry, is going to rank silver this year. And another one is going for gold this year. So, um, if I don't hit silver this year, I have no one to blame but myself. And I'm very excited to walk that path. And I would love to have you walking that path with me. So hit me up. You know what to do if that's something that you want in your life, which who wouldn't? Um, And then my fifth goal, which is actually a separate goal, um, is to create financial freedom slash job freedom for myself. Um, Because I do see the opportunity, the potential for that to happen separately from Oil Coven and Young Living. Like I do see the potential to create financial freedom in other ways. There are other things that I'm planning on, you know, investing my time and energy into. And I am open to the possibility of one of those things being the thing that allows me to quit my day job first. Um, And that would be really cool. So anyhow, 
what I was trying to say is that I know what my five main goals are. And it's pretty easy to break that down into like 12 chunks of like, okay, well, if these are my big five goals for the whole year, then what do I need to do in January? What do I need to do in February? What do I need to do in July? What do I need to do in October? And so on and so forth. Um, and then this planner having the different like moods for the day helps me figure out throughout the month, where am I going to put each of the different tasks, the individual tasks that have to be done. So like on these diamond mind days, that's what I've made my, um, like sit down at my desk and work on my podcast, work on the, the really like mind heavy parts of my podcast, you know, the editing, the blog writing, the outlining of the lessons, um, maybe even the recording, like, you know, I've set those aside as like work days, podcast days, writing days, um, you know, planning, planning oil coven events, that sort of thing. Um, and then like today is like a home suite and a shadowy deep day. And I've set that aside to, you know, let's take today and put away a bunch of laundry and do a bunch of laundry and take today and do a, you know, take that shadowy deep energy and dive into doing this reading and take the time for it. And I actually have it on my calendar to do a shamanic journey today, which I I want to do because I want to go. There was like a pathworking visualization for the page of voices and the page of inspiration and for temperance. And I want to like go in and do that. And I'm really excited about what that could look like for me. Um, but yeah, so having these different, and then the home suite energy is what was like, okay, well, let's put some more energy into the laundry, into decluttering and tidying today. And having these different vibes for the different days helps me to divide up the different tasks and, and to also not be like, all right, every waking moment until this one thing is done is going to be devoted to XYZ task. Um, it helps me make sure that I'm tempering, um, where I'm putting my energy and that I'm not, not going all into one thing and abandoning other things. Um, yeah, just making sure to, you know, let's put some time and energy into this goal and get this thing done. And then I don't, and also like, this is a big thing for me is without planning, without a clear goals for how I'm going to spend a day when I wake up with like a free day or free time, I am immediately overwhelmed by the, um, infinite potential, the infinite possibilities for how I could spend that time and all of the like 1 million things that I'm supposed to be doing. So, what ends up happening is I freak out about like, oh God, there's 10 million things that I'm supposed to do. Which one should I do? And then I get stuck in overwhelm. I avoid making the decision and I scroll social media all day instead of uh, actually taking action, which doesn't help anyone. And then I end up at the end of the day feeling like really depressed and really like I've let myself down, which I have, you know? Um, And the way that I found around this in the past, um, which I have not mastered doing consistently, but when I have done it, it has absolutely worked. So it's really important that I master doing this consistently is to just plan ahead. And so when I look at my, you know, goals for the month, 
and I look at the days that I have and, and what the planner, whether it's true or not, whether it's like, you know, whether these vibes for the day are reflected in material reality or are just, um, uh, you know, reflected in my life because I read them on the page. Either way, it gives me a way of dividing up the tasks in a way that makes me not feel guilty because the tendency for me can be to be like, if I get really into one task, it, it can be hard to get really into any one thing because no matter what I'm doing, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something else. You know, if I'm working on a creative project, I feel like, oh, I need to be decluttering and organizing and cleaning. Or if I'm cleaning, I feel like I'm behind on my album. Or if I'm working on music, I feel guilty for taking time to work on something creative when I should be exercising or you know, all of these things, it's really easy to feel like no matter what you're doing, you're supposed to be doing something else. And so having this all planned out, you know, having on different days, like this is a happy mail day, this is a laundry day, this is a thank you note day, this is a music recording day, this is a shamanic, this is a day where you should take an hour or half an hour and do a shamanic journey. Um, you know, this is a day where you're going to have a friend over for tea. This is a day where you're going to have vision board night. This is a day where you're going to have potions club. And I don't have to feel like guilty for doing one thing at the expense of not doing the other 89 things because the other 89 things are going to have their own time slot some other time, you know, and a lot of them already do. That was a really long and drawn out way, but I hope that the long drawn out way of telling you that provided some additional value on top of the main point that I was trying to make, because it sure did take some time. So moving on to the mind column, I picked, well, I didn't pick, they, they fell out again, two cards fell out for this position. So I had two cards fall out for body and now I've had two cards fall out for mind and they were the Hermit and the Lovers. And I've only read about the Hermit for this deck so far, but I'm going to read about the Lovers. But I want to just tell you that immediately the thing that came to mind with that dichotomy, and also there's a beautiful, I'm just noticing, there's a beautiful harmony in the, the lines in these two pieces of art as they're sitting next to each other. Like the lands, the lines of the landscapes flow perfectly into each other. It's actually, it's kind of trippy. Um, but the dichotomy that I'm seeing here is the dichotomy of solitude and connection. And because the hermit is like turning inward and the lovers is connecting deeply to someone outside of yourself, right? And that is a huge, that's really important. Um... And I wouldn't necessarily have thought that the hermit would come up for me, but as I was reading it, I I came to an understanding of why that might be. And I think a lot of it has to do with social media. Um, because the truth is, I can be alone in my bedroom, but if I'm scrolling social media, I'm not hermiting. I'm allowing my mind to be influenced, guided, ruled, controlled, basically, by my feed. And that's not what I want. And I find often that when I go to post, like on Instagram or whatever, I find myself thinking about, like, 
well, I don't want to say that. No one wants to read that. Or like, I'm not going to take the time to write out how I really feel about this because that would be too controversial and I don't want to upset anyone. And as I was reading where the book go, now I have my planner and I've lost my book. Here's my book. So the hermit, this is, let me just read you this. It's just beautiful, beautiful words. And I'm just being reminded that I really do need to be very intentional about listening to my inner voice, my inner guidance, the spirit that speaks inside of me, through me. Listening to my heart, listening to my soul, listening to my intuition and letting that guide how I show up, the lovers, how I show up in connection to my community, to my friends, to my to my coven, to my to my followers, you know, to my, I hate that word. Um, you know, but to the, to the people who consume my content and the people that I'm in connection and relationship with. And I cannot really show up for a true lover's style connection if I'm not showing up as my true authentic self. And it's not that I'm showing up inauthentically. It's just that a lot of times when I think something, I then temper that when I probably shouldn't actually and say, oh, you know, that's not worth writing out or that's not worth publishing or like, this is what I really think, but no one wants to hear that. This is what I really think, but nobody cares about that. Um, you know, no one's going to like it if I say that. So I just don't say it. And I don't end up, like, saying things that I believe to be false. I just end up avoiding saying things that I believe to be true. And I never really perceived myself as being someone who does that because in person I don't in person or with my voice, as you've maybe noticed in this podcast, I have no trouble um, speaking my mind authentically and going on all number of tangents, saying things that I can only hope will be valuable to other people. Um, But when you have to put it all in writing and go through the process of publishing it and hashtagging it and finding a photo that goes with it and that's aesthetic and which is not I'm not shitting on aesthetic photos I love aesthetic photos as much as the next witch but I hate the pressure that like I hate the feeling that if what you are sharing if what I am sharing what I'm creating if the content that I'm creating isn't catered to the algorithm or to popular demand, I'm going to share something with you here. I'm going to finish that sentence first. I hate the idea that if I'm not catering my content to the algorithm, no one will see it. And that is a lot of what makes me feel like it's not worth sharing my truth. Is because, like, the truth 
is not what the algorithm wants to see. Or is it? I guess there's only one way to find out. So I guess I better start telling the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. <sighs> the secret that I was going to tell you. This is about, I had a reel a while ago go viral. And I mean, like, I have like 5,000 followers. I am really lucky if I get 100 or so likes on a photo. Um and especially since Instagram mentioned that they were going towards video. I mean, my photos have, some of them have been getting like between 10 and 40 likes, which is abominable, but it's also like, who gives a fuck? But, um, I had a real go viral and I mean like 130,000 plays and it was actually kind of a terrible experience <laughs> because for one, like, it it was, um, I'll tell you what it was. So it was, it was that sound. I forget what the sound is. It's just like a, a, a music. And it's the one where you just like, you're just like rotating the camera around your head when you're like looking like you're really tired of the world. Right. And the, um, caption that I put was like when someone says they don't celebrate Halloween cause it's, pagan, but they still celebrate Christmas. And this got a lot of, and, and it was supposed to be like funny. Right. Um, and then I actually like wrote a really long caption too, about how like, yes, the, um, like the, the celebration of Christmas, the way we do it in America today is like extremely pagan. And so is Easter. And so is, well, Halloween's probably actually, like, Halloween's, it's really funny, because Halloween's actually the Christianized version. Anyhow, well, they're all the Christianized version, but whatever. So, I wrote this whole thing about how, like, yes, the way that we celebrate the holiday is actually a very pagan thing with a Christian name slapped on it, a Christian sticker slapped on it, but also, like, the way that we practice paganism today with the idea that, like, you know, harm to none, that's not a universal pagan belief, but it's a very popular pagan belief. Um, or, you know, the, the idea that you should, like, love everyone and be accepting and tolerant and, like, you know, good vibe, want good things for everyone. Like, that idea is a very Christian idea and did not really exist pre-Christianity. And so the way that many of us today practice paganism and or witchcraft is actually very heavily Christian influenced. So this was all in my long caption, but no one read the caption. No one reads things. Um, one thing that you learn very quickly working in customer service, especially at Starbucks, is that people, I think they can read, but they don't. People, um, you know, 99 times out of 100, choose not to read even though they can. And so you can't just expect that if you put something into words in writing that people will read it. <laughs> and so people saw this reel and they got either very, like, offended as a Christian that I would, like, 
call them out like that, I guess. Or they got very, like, righteous, self-righteous as a pagan. Like, oh, yeah, those dumb Christians. And I'm like, guys, like, read the caption. Like, I'm not... I'm not shitting on Christianity here. I'm not shitting on anyone here. I'm making a joke. But it, it, what it ended up doing, it drew a lot of people to my page who had a very toxic energy and a very toxic attitude. And I was inundated with these comments for a long time. And that took a toll on my mental health. And it actually caused me to like completely step away from Instagram for a while. Um, and I realized that the reason that this reel went so viral is because is because it allowed people to feel self-righteous. Uh, I unintentionally invited the people who agreed with the joke to get self-righteous on my page and because what makes a real go viral is shares, right? It's not saves, it's not comments, it's shares. And people felt called to share it because it allowed them to present an argument that kind of felt like the last word. And if you're just looking at the real, like, it does, it does look like a bit of like a this is what I have to say, and I said it, and that's it. That's the end of the argument, you know? And, like, it just... I mean, I I realized that I probably could, like, quote-unquote, grow my Instagram and, like, grow my following and grow my engagement if I was willing to... Oh, it makes me feel so dirty even just thinking about this. If I was willing to like intentionally create content that would make people feel validated in their self-righteousness and would make people feel cuz it 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 um it gave off this like I'm right, you're wrong vibe. And the intent was comedic and the intent was to be like a comedic entryway for a bigger discussion about (laughs) the exchange the cultural exchange between christianity and paganism but when it gets you know people when people don't read the caption it's being shared out of context and i just i'm just i'm not willing to intentionally create divisive content that's what it was it was divisive it invited people to pick sides, one side or the other, and to either feel offended or to feel validated and without without engaging further. And I don't want to create that kind of content. I don't want to create that kind of content. And I got I, I just got like really disappointed with the world when this happened because I was like gosh like I write I feel like I I feel like I actually produce like a lot of good content and like I actually like write a lot of good stuff but like like stuff that could actually help people stuff that could actually be useful to people and that's why I'm here now making a podcast instead of making reels but yeah anyhow so 
I'm pretty sure I discovered a secret to viral Instagram growth, and I'm pretty sure it's evil, and I don't want to go that way, so um, please use this knowledge for good and not for evil, (laughs) although I can't control what you do. So that's what I see when I see this hermit and the lovers, is like, I have to be really, I'm being called to go deep inside myself and to listen to my intuition and the voice of my heart before I translate that into words to connect with my people, with my community. If I want to have that authentic, lovers-like, deep connection with the people that I connect with on social media, which I do believe that potential is there in social media. And I don't just believe it. I know it. I've experienced it. I've made friends through social media because of these sorts of connections. And oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for it. And a lot of those people are in oil coven now. And I'm so grateful for it. And that like, because of things that we felt brave enough to say online and that we felt called to speak to each other about like, we now have a friendship that we can lean on and grow through. And that's a really beautiful thing. And I believe in the value of social media for that sort of thing, for allowing you to connect with people who are so far away, you would never, ever meet them otherwise. And like, I'm so grateful for the ability to connect with these people, but If you're not careful, if I'm not careful, it comes at a huge price. One, there's like the hours of doom scrolling, right? And then two, I like, I don't even want to know. I really do not want to know how much of my life I've spent just scrolling. Um, Maybe I should know, but uh, like, maybe it would be good for me to know, you know, to be like, oh my God, that's a terribly huge number. We absolutely have to stop this now. Um, (laughs) But it's also like, well, how, how else do you find out what other people are going through if you're not scrolling. And I guess the answer to that is you, Cole, who you follow. I don't know. It's, it's a complicated question, but I think a big part of it is I need to be, if I'm going to be engaging in social media, which I am, um, because that's, that's my door to the world, right? Like that's especially in, in, pandemic era America like that's how you meet people (laughs) is on the internet (laughs) and um I'm I mean I'm very excited to be moving back into a space of of meeting people in person as well at some point hopefully but I'm also very very grateful that we have this opportunity to make connections online but it is also important that I temper you know, that I, that I use, that I lean on the principle of temperance in my approach and specifically that I am listening to my heart and listening to my intuition when choosing how to show up on social media and not just listening to the feed and trying to hack the algorithm because I learned a lesson about the algorithm and I didn't like what I learned and I don't want to use it. Um, I really don't want to intentionally create divisive content. Like the entire 
so much of the point of why I show up on social media at all is to speak in favor of unity and harmony and of like, hey, we're all different people with different experiences and different perspectives, but like we're all having a shared human experience. We're all in this together, really. And like, it doesn't help like the divisiveness doesn't help anything it just I mean it's nice to feel right for a minute but like are you even right and like how helpful is it to just be I mean I I understand that if you're constantly um if you come from a place of feeling alone in your way of thinking and your ideas it can be really healing and really helpful to find that there are other people out there who think like you. Um, and I don't want to discount that, but once we've found that to continue to surround ourselves with only people who think like us is a really good way to lose touch with the world and to lose touch with the collective and I think this is, again, a, it's a call to a different kind of temperance, a temperance between the soul, my my own heart and the collective heart, my own soul and the collective soul, my own inner experience and the collective experience. And how can I bring, how can I shine the light kindled by my own experience and my own spiritual and intuitive existence how can I kindle that and use that to illuminate the world around me in a way that facilitates connection like heart-centered connection with others um and with that I'm gonna I'm gonna flip to the lovers oh well I'm gonna flip to the hermit did I already read you this no Oh, yes. Going within in order to find your inner light. Um, this is so the, there's a creator musing here that really spoke to me. When you call on all of your inner gifts and blend them together, what happens? When you listen to your one clear inner voice and meditate on your path without the influence of others, what do you find? And I, th- I, I think that, I mean, there, there is a, this is relevant to my overall life path and and my overall like mind the the mind part of my life this year but I especially feel like with the content that I share through the podcast through Instagram through whatever that this is it's really important to share from my experience my heart and not just regurgitating what I've heard and regurgitating what I've read or or what I know is the popular opinion in solitude we meet the muse in solitude she guides in gratitude she helps us choose in darkness she confides and when we look deep in her eyes and when we meet her soul we see ourselves rise in the tides our own truth is our goal and when i search inside her heart she tells me i am free then in my solitude depart because this muse is me. And again, there's like a path working visualization as a creative prompt. This, 
this book, these cards are, I cannot recommend these enough. And I know that I don't know how the deck comes now because I got it, I kickstarted it, and then it was, afterward it was picked up by Hay House. So I know that, like, the the deck itself looks different. I know the paper quality is different. I know, like, the coral edges aren't on the Hay House version. I know the box is different. I don't know if the Hay House version comes with a book of any kind. Um... I think my suspicion is that it comes with like a little white book or something equivalent um, and that you can still get the big book print on demand through Chris Ann. Um, but I'm not sure. I'll see. I'm, I'm talking like I'm just definitely going to post this now and I probably will. So um, I'll see if I can find like a you know, the relevant links for this. I cannot recommend this enough. And having the full-size book is absolutely worth it. It's it's a work of art. Like, the, the book is a work of art separately from the cards. Um, and the, like, it offers so much. There's so much added value in the book. Um, yeah, okay. And I was going to read a little bit about the lovers as well, because I hadn't looked at what she has to say about that one. I think, I mean, I... I, I used to think that, like, looking in the book when you're doing a reading for yourself was, like, a sign of, like, or even for others, was, like, a sign of, like, weakness or lack of understanding or, like, lack of wisdom or, like, codependence or whatever. And my attitude around that has just completely changed. And I think there are there are decks like if I'm reading with a writer weight I honestly don't use a book I'm so familiar with it I have read with it so many times and it, it I, I suspect I guess looking at a book does indicate a lack of familiarity but like when you have as many decks as I have and you actually work with them um it would be literally my life's work to become intimately familiar with all of the perspective housed in all of the books that you know that contain the, the wisdom of the particular author and the particular artist like my perspective has changed I think that looking to the book can be <laughs> a sign of wisdom and willingness to learn willingness to learn more and that's that's why we're here right like why why do we pull cards if we're not ready and willing to learn more so, the lovers, a choice to fall or not to fall. What would you create if the main ingredient was love? What partnership or collaboration? How would your life work? Like, this is just speaking like oil cupping to me. <sighs> and the memories are laced with moonlight. Sweet skin, union, choices. A sense of worlds becoming one. Bodies, breathless, voices. And, yeah... I mean, I see this in this context, especially it being in the mind column of this spread. I see this very much being about, like, a union of hearts and minds and souls and not necessarily of bodies. Um, I don't, I'm not seeing this as a romantic thing, but rather as, like, a a heart-centered connection. Very Guanyin vibes for me. Okay. And with that, it's time to pick a card for the next... I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to stop recording and I'll pick the cards for the problem and action for mind and then start, come back and record again.
all right, that's where I'm going to cut this off today. Um, you can come back next week to listen to the second half of this reading and part two, I guess. Um, and if I don't have the, I because as of right now, um, when I'm about to be publishing this, I don't yet have the details on how you can get the Body, Mind, Spirit workshop. Um, so I will get that to you by next week, though. So when part two of this comes out, I will have all the information for you about how to get in on that. Um, if you feel called to work on it or to, like, get in on it before then, um, message me and I can put you in contact with the chick in charge. So that would be that's something I can do for you. Anyhow, uh, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a absolutely wonderful, magical day. Don't wear yourself out chasing your goals. You know, it's only the second week of January. I guess it's about to be the third week of January. But I just want to invite you in the interim between this week and next to just be gentle with yourself and hold your vision, you know, hold your goals and hold the vision of, of, uh, of what you see for, for this year and move towards it in a temperate way. Um, and, and I think, I think we can all benefit from calling upon the spirit of temperance in chasing after our goals this year. And I, Ooh, I don't even like the phrase chasing after. How can we re- how can we approach that differently? Manifesting. That's a much better word. I think we could all benefit from invoking temperance as we manifest our visions this year. Yes, I like that much better. So my wish for you is temperance and love and joy and magic and beauty and all good things all things bright and beautiful. I wish them for you. Anyhow, thank you so, so much for listening today. Have an absolutely wonderful, magical day, and I will see you next week on Welcome to Magic School, where you'll learn how to level up every aspect of your life and make your everyday magical one step at a time with practical and approachable witchcraft that works.